Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast, episode number 156. I have, I'm, of course, one of your hosts, Tom Trauma, and out there is the Joe Rogan of punk rock summer, Neil, Liverpool <laughs> Neil. Say hello, Liverpool Neil. <laughs> yeah, all our, uh, all our European listeners will have no idea what the hell that means, but Joe Rogan... Well, in the, in, it's in obviously the, a current it, event. Well, we talked yeah. about it on the last episode. Well, and it keeps blowing up. It keeps getting bigger and bigger, right? More and more people Meanwhile, keep coming Meanwhile, every band out. that's taking their music off Spotify, I couldn't care less about. They drop, they're dropping like flies. It's like, oh no, please, no Pearl Jam. Don't take your awful music off Spotify. Well, then <laughs> actually, that's that's a different story. That spot, uh, the Pearl Jam thing is, uh, Nikki Six from Motley Crue and the lead singer of Pearl Jam, Eddie Vedder, are fighting. Yeah, having a public feud. Yeah, they Have are. You seen that? Yeah, I did. I it? did see some of that. That was classic. That was like a wrestling feud. That's pretty classic, man. It was kind of funny because Eddie Vedder kind of started in a Rolling Stone interview or a big, a major interview where he said, "You know, I hated all that hair metal stuff. You know, Motley Crue, girls, 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 f you, you know." And Nikki Six did not take too kindly to it, and he said that that's pretty big talk from literally one of the most boring bands ever. <laughs> and at this point, I'm just like, "Oh, this is great," because they're both right. Yeah, I, both their bands are terrible. Yeah, I like I like the post that you made on one of those groups where you said exactly that. You, you're like, well, they're both they're, they both kind of suck, you know. Well, it's it, you know, I, I think what I said was something like, you know, it's like prize fighters. You know, it's always like, man, everybody would love to know if Muhammad Ali could beat Mike Tyson. You know, you always want to know, but it's hard to compare eras. So basically, you got grunge, which is the '90s, and hair metal, which was the '80s. The only thing we could say is that they were among the worst bands of their era. So it's hard to compare them head to head. They're apples and oranges, right? Well, that's, that's a good question. So uh, more, probably more of you than me. I mean, did you li- did you ever like Pearl Jam? Were they ever at all in your wheelhouse? I mean, I know you I like have, some grunge stuff, right? I have a copy, a CD copy of their first album, 10, mm-hmm. which I sort of enjoyed. It had even flow and black and it had all those hits on it. And I did sort of enjoy those those albums, and I would say that I enjoyed one or two songs off a few of the later, a uh, few of the albums that followed that. But the dude did sing like he had a donkey dick in his mouth. I mean, <laughs> if we're being honest, right? Ah, uh, sure, why not? Man, donkey dick. All right, what happened to my kid? See, I, I'm trying to be family friendly, Neil. I can't believe I can't believe I said that. Marbles, marbles in his mouth, kids. Not a donkey appendage. Well, your kids but are actually old. older. Sometimes like little he, kids. Actually, he sounded more like he was the dog. He was like, like, you know. There you go. That's the sound the donkey made right before he, uh, you know. (laughs) Went down to Tijuana. Yeah, exactly. Um, Is there a Guttermouth song about that? They they have some kind of, or he does anyway, he has some kind of link to Evanston. I don't remember what it was. I don't know if he went to Northwestern. Eddie Vedder does? Yeah, or if he he was from Evanston originally. I don't remember, but it was something something about that. Yeah, they claimed him for a while. And he's to blame for uh, that cargo short thing as well, right? And the big flannel shirts and shit. Well, that was the whole movement, right? Get a fucking haircut. It was reactionary to, well, listen. So they were reactionary to guys like Nikki Six who were wearing like fishnet pantyhose and you know and big crosses and stuff so the the grunge movement was like so we'll just try to be lumberjacks because we're from washington or whatever. yeah yeah i don't know didn't really get into either one of them but i'll tell you what the poison looked like they were having a lot more fun and <laughs> i know that well it's funny because i uh i was definitely involved with both of those music scenes as a matter of fact i would say grunge was like the last new music scene that i cared about Okay. I uh, I was I was man. I still love like I love the Alice in Chains Dirt album. I can listen to Nevermind. I like uh, Soundgarden had some good stuff. 
it's not like something I listen to a ton, but I still I still have a pretty fond place for those bands. The next movement after that that was big, like in hard rock, was like the new metal movement. And which, that was really bad. Which right? was which like was nineties, late nineties. Corn, Limp Bizkit, Oh Jesus like Christ! That. Yeah, 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 fucking okay, no. hell. Shoot me. And in there the was face. a few decent bands from that era too, like System of a Down. I think was okay, and there was a few, but yeah, it was really bad. And that led to like now. I mean, I mean, looking back, who knew that rock and roll would be so dead in general? Now, I mean, now it's like you put on one rock station, they had to play like Corn and Led Zeppelin, you know, because <laughs> there's there's only like one station to play all the rock. Yeah, and there's nothing, so. nothing today. Yeah, that's true. And I think I said well, poison. I, I guess I meant Motley Crue. I didn't mean, I didn't mean poison. I don't know why I said poison. Oh. I meant Motley Crue. I have, a, I have a great poison meme, but I've already made a made a donkey oral sex statement this week. I should hold it off on it. So, <laughs> yes, Tom. Before we before we started recording, everybody, Tom was determined to try and make this episode more positive because he thought 155 was too negative, but. Um, I think well I was I'm so angry about I'm just so I'm so angry about government stuff you know I'm, I'm at my wits end with this thing you know it's just you know they've been so we we've allowed them to divide us to the point where it's just sickening what's going on in this country we, we've turned on our neighbors and and we are that we've allowed our politicians to divide us into angry mobs that can't communicate with one another anymore and it's disgusting just well, to split us up for our votes well it's not just in this country i mean it's in it's in england too i mean I, I i follow the english news every day and more and more stuff is coming out about how the you know the government figures at the beginning of covid were completely um completely made up um a lot of the a, a lot of the things the scientists were saying were going to happen were based on nothing and you know just alarmist and just to try and keep the people in in line and of course it worked everybody was very eager to jump in line and to start shopping out their neighbors and stuff and it's just it's really sad and you know in five years time when the whole this you know when we can look back on this with with some distance um i think we're going to be amazed by how quickly we fell for this but it's funny, right? Because I saw this thing. I read this, you know, it's just a, a thing. It was like, it's amazing. The same people who were saying resist, resist five years ago were now the ones saying you must comply without considering anything else. It's just like, man, what a weird, what a weird juxtaposition. Like I said, who would have, if somebody would have told you five years ago that a large percentage of the population would support uh, would support corporations being able to make mandatory health decisions for their employees. You would have said that's insane. That would never happen. Right. But we've got so caught up in this, we we need to take a couple steps back and look at this stuff. And because sometimes, especially with politics, you know, even if you're getting what you want, you must consider what the consequences of it are. That's true. Giving giving new authority, giving you know, because the government never gives back any power that we let them have. Hundred percent. And same with. Yep. And especially the the irony of it is, is a lot of this is being driven driven by a more liberal ideology, and they've always been the anti corporatists. But meanwhile, because it's something, because we got this thing that kills two percent of eighty year olds, it, it's like the, the whole game has changed. Well, I, I, I don't I, know. I was really, I was actually really kind of angry and depressed last week when we recorded because I just didn't see any end in sight. But now I see California. Did you see this? A lot of the states that were the most adamant, New Jersey, California, they're dropping the mask mandates, they're right. dropping masks in school, which is kind of bizarre, too. Um, yeah. Because and th they're saying more people are dying nowadays of Omicron than, I, I don't I don't know, dude. Well, and they, it, it was funny. Man, was watch I'm off track. I am so far off track. Well, I was watching the news from last night, and some of the stuff, I mean, coming from Canada, like our, our neighbors to the north, who we always tend to think are, you know, a bit more level-headed than us, that fucking Trudeau is an idiot. 
Uh, what was he saying? Oh, he, Trudeau's he, the worst. He was saying that uh, ant, anyone that's anti-vax and anti-mask, they're basically all just racists, is what he said. I don't know what well, the two things the thing. have got to do with each other at all. Well, but... well, and that's the thing, too. The other thing that's bizarre is that people who have traditionally been very pro-labor or pro-union or whatever else, well, apparently they only are for labor stoppages and labor action when it's they believe in the cause or something. You know what I mean? It's just It's just so bizarre. I don't know, man. It's not good. Indeed. It's not good what's going on. I'm sorry. The you, fact of matter you were is, trying to be positive, too. Lib- <laughs> liberals and conservatives in this country still agree on the vast majority of things, but they've let these fringe things become such a wedge between us. Well, the next couple and, of and years. And, you know, last week we were talking about the Mighty Mighty Boss tones, how the rumor going around was that the band was breaking up because the lead singer did not believe the same thing as the other rest of the band. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Now I'm super depressed again, Neil. Damn it, man. I was really hoping. I was really wanting to lift our spirits here. You're positively depressed. That's what you are. <laughs> anyway, you know what? It's it's funny because actually we have a we have a this is going to be a real celebratory show actually. Celebratory, everybody. We have a bunch of real positive things going on. We have a big announcement for a live event. We do, which I'm super stoked about because it gives me a reason to live through this winter. Um, <laughs> Jesus, in, in that spring. was depressing. Christ. <laughs> God, man. Uh, we have a we have a song to premiere, which is a first for us. We do, yep. I mean, we're we're at the same level as like you know Rolling Stone or something. Now we're premiering a new track. Now we got a lot more street um, cred than fucking Rolling Stone does. Let me tell you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, what else do we have? We have uh, we're gonna have a special a little guest coming on to do a little guest spot in a bit, right? Oh, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. All right, listen. I'm gonna uh, first of all, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go out on the limb here, Neil, and we didn't discuss this beforehand, but we're gonna go on we're gonna go on a limb and say this show is officially sponsored by our friends at Bonus Pints. And bonus pints is what Tom? Bonus Pints is what now? That is our friend Matt down in Logansport's new business. The Lord of Logansport, Matt Swisher. We will get to later. Mm-hmm. Yes. So thank you to our friends at Bonus Pints for sponsoring this episode number one hundred and fifty six, the relentlessly positive episode. Ugh. Ugh. Episode of the Punk yeah. Till I Die podcast. <laughs> anyway, of course, you can reach us at Punk Till I Die 77 at Gmail or Punk Till I Die podcast on Facebook. Actually, it's funny, you know, there are a lot of shows are starting to line up now. I'm starting to kind of line up the, kind of starting to consider my summer schedule and things like that as far as. Summer schedule? Holy crap, I'm just looking forward to March. I got a lot well, of things I happening in got, March. You know, I haven't got any shows since mid December and I don't have anything planned till March. Slacker. And then I'm coming to. S- Coming up your way in the mid March, and then we have this other event that we haven't announced yet. So yeah, we have a anyway, we have a up? we have a street festival in uh, street punk festival in Chicago this weekend. As a matter of fact, I see that. Yeah, it's not really a lot of things on, on, up my alley, but like nope. uh, who's the casualties? Are casualties like and the unseen, and uh, a couple of yeah. uh, there's a few bands like that. Right, it's like all day thing. It starts at like three in the afternoon, goes to like eleven yeah, or something cool. both days. Yeah. Will you not be attending that? Um, I, yeah, I don't think I got anything else going on, so I might go one day just to check it out for the show and see what it's like, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't think it was that's very expensive. Room, Reggie's, or both rooms, or what? Um, that's a, you know what? Keep the people amused, and I will, uh, I will try and figure that one out. Let me look this one up right I'm now. I'm not going to keep you amused. I'm actually going to play a song to reset this okay. negativity. Okay. And I'm going to play a song from one of Indiana's finest bands. The home state of our uh, friends at Bonus Pints. And I'm going to play a song by Flamingo Nosebleed. And this will all tie up later into a nice bow. So this is No Feelings by Flamingo Nosebleed. They are from Fort Wayne. (laughs) 
flamingo nosebleed there uh, with uh, the song No Feelings, and it's wasn't the Sex Pistols song, so no, it got me a little not. confused when, when, when Tom told me. So tell me a little bit about Flamingo Nosebleed. I don't know anything about them. You know, they're from Fort Wayne. The punk scene used to really gravitate around them and this great bar down there called the Brass Rail. The Brass Rail. Which okay. uh, Scott and I went to to see the Lillingtons. I think I've been there a couple times. Hmm. The thing I love about going to shows in Indiana, everybody's so friendly, generally. Now, wasn't there, that's a, a real... wasn't there a group of really racist skinheads from uh, Fort Wayne? Don't want to remember something about that. I have no idea. Hmm. All right, I mean, carry on. I mean, it would. I mean, there's a lot of hillbillies down there, but <laughs> I would think they're not that organized. Hmm. Anyway. It's, it's actually Fort Fort Wayne is actually very uh, Grand Rapids size. It's about the same size as Grand Rapids, but they don't quite have the downtown. I don't think they have the thug life like we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it ain't yeah. easy. Grand Rapids was nice. I, I, I like Grand Rapids. It was a good-sized town because you could walk to places yeah. if you wanted to. But it was, uh, yeah, I liked it. There was a lot of bars and stuff. It was, it was, yeah. uh, it was pretty good. Um, it's cool. Yeah. So this thing on in Chicago, it is at the uh, it is at the Rock Club, and on Friday, headlining is Casualties. Um, no one else really that I want to see that day. Virus, corrupted youth, decayed, use unauthorized, right. stolen wheelchairs. Um, shit See, they're probably all that's that same style. We just haven't heard of them, right? Yeah. But then on Saturday, um, okay, a band called Cheap Sex is headlining. Have you ever heard of them? I've heard of them. But Street Brats are on second, which Street Brats broke up a long time ago. So this has to be a, I believe one of them died. So this has to be a, a pretty big okay, reunion right here. Street Brats are from Chicago, right? Yep, they are. Yeah. Okay, so our new intro music is by... is. From DUIs, but that was a Street Brat song, right? Indeed it was. Yeah, it was the first track off their, off their classic first album from the bottom. Yep. So I actually don't know them at all. I guess I should add them They're to really my good. list. Of- they are really, really good. I'm actually I'm actually very surprised how I started listening to them because I think, who was it? I think it was, uh, I think it was Mike. Um, sexy Baby Mike. Uh, that sounded weird, didn't it? <laughs> sexy Baby. We know what you meant. Yeah. yeah. We know what you Because um, th- they, they did something with him. And... Um, so he turned me on to them, and I started listening to them. They're really good. Their albums are really difficult to get you, on vinyl. Did he send you the tape? Uh, he, he did not. He did not, no. No, sadly <laughs> not. And their albums are very, Well, you can't get their albums on vinyl, basically. You just can't find them. Even if you had the money to pay, they, you just can't get them. So, that but it, sucks, you know, because cause right now there's so many great things like that that really... If it wasn't for these Adele's and Taylor Swift's that... You know, it would be. I'd love to repress some of this stuff. There's well, that's what I said so many to Mike. cool things that deserve it. You know, I, I said for Record Store Day next year, you should do a repress of one of those albums because when they do come up, they sell between fifty and fifty and hundred bucks. So there's obviously well, a Record market Store Day is in April, so he would have had to order them last November. Yeah, maybe Record Store Day 2025. Maybe we can aim for that one. Yes, but uh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's like there's like nine bands playing on on Friday and Saturday, and it's at the Rock Club side. Doors at two o'clock. You know, so it'll be interesting to see what kind of what kind of uh, how many people they draw. You know, that'll be an interesting interesting thing to see if there's a lot of uh, people supporting that scene in Chicago, the street punk scene. You know. Yeah, I, I anyway. mean, there must be enough to. Uh, I mean, I think they do that every year, so. Well, talking so of that, a, I mean, a little bit, not to, go off, not to go off on too much of a tangent, but uh, my lovely daughter, Lydia, she's got a, a new friend, a new beau. Uh, well, maybe not a beau yet, but... Um, you tell her to chill out. Every time I see her, she's got a new beau. Right. Um, 
But yeah, he's in a punk band. He's a young punk. He's probably really? 20, he's probably 20, 21 years old. Yeah. Um, at least he was in a hardcore band. Now he's in some kind of weird death metal band. But um, yeah, he was, uh, uh, it was kind like of interesting. That. And he was uh, telling me about some of the bands. That would be great to be like, Dad, I want you to come check out my boyfriend's band. You're going to have like cigarette butts shoved in your ears within about two seconds. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, actually, I sent one song to you, I think, to listen to. I don't know if you ever did or not. Uh, did you? Yeah, I did. I think the band was. It was like one word, like consumed or something like that. It wasn't consumed, but it was are you something sure like about that. that, Neil? I did. I don't remember that. I did. It was like last week sometime. But anyway, I totally missed that. A lot of the bands he was he was telling me to, that he listed his favorite bands. There's a band called Haggis is one of his favorite bands. Who I'd never even fucking heard of. Was that um, like a like a kelp punk thing or something? I don't I don't think so. They're from. I said, where are they from? He said, I think they're from San Francisco or something. Um, I don't know, man. He's just, it was just interesting. You know, punk rock coming from the same, supposedly the same genre, but I hadn't heard of any of the bands he was telling me about that he liked. So it was kind of, kind of an interesting, interesting thing. Uh, what else? What other bands? Do, 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 do. It is funny. Gas Rag was another so one. Gas Rag. scenes. Never heard of them either. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Who was that? Who was that kid that you tried for Punk News that was in a band in Chicago? Oh, Sean. Sean, yeah. I bet I bet he probably knows him, actually. I bet they know some yeah, of these same Sean bands Yeah, Sean played some stuff. weird, like, crabcore bands or something. Yeah, they were terrible. I kind of lost track of Sean. He went to college, you know. I knew him. I hung up with, you know, I was like a four-year-old man. He was a high school kid. It was a totally normal thing. Yeah, you freak. <laughs> it was like that, uh, it was like Doc Brown and uh, Michael J. Fox from uh, <laughs> Back to the Future. You know, just totally normal, normal yeah. relationship. Yeah. So anyway. Actually, so- Sean and I were... Sean and I were actually hung out one time. So he was from some ritzy suburb up by northern suburb of Chicago, right? Uh, he was from somewhere uh, ritzy, yeah, for sure. Deerfield, doesn't mean. So Scott, Scott and I went to, it was the second Dumber Fest in Milwaukee. It was a killer lineup. And uh, we stayed over by the airport somewhere. And the bus, did he take the bus or the train? There's like either a bus station or a train station really close to where we stayed. So he took the bus or the train down and we went and picked him up. And I just remember rolling up to like the front of the bus station and seeing him sitting there. And then, and, and I rolled out the window and said, Hey little boy, you want to ride? Creepy bastard. And he jumped in and we had, we actually had a really great time hanging out. He, I think he's like between the ages of my older kids. He might be like 21 now or something. So uh, yeah, we had a real nice we had a real nice time hanging out. There's a photo of us in the interwebs rolling around somewhere, and he's wearing a Lawrence Arm shirt, and I'm wearing like a Poison Idea shirt. That pretty much sums it up. So there you go. Yeah. Anyway, nice kid. Maybe someday we'll hang out again. Now he's old enough to drink beer. Yeah, I he remember he 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 played me or at some point I heard a tape of his band or something or some songs. It was like God, they're fucking awful. It sounds like, you know, the the whole idea of a band the whole idea of a band is to all play in time. You know, to all play. And I said, it said the drum sounded like someone kicking a drum drum set down the stairs, and he seemed to think that was hilarious. Did but. you did you ever see like some of these videos from these newer hardcore shows? What the ones where and people are just flailing are just, like, about doing, like they're doing fucking kung fu? They're just doing like cartwheels and yep. like <laughs> hat round offs off the stage, and just it's insane, right? It is. Um, yeah, it's odd. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I mean, I would, I would seriously. Be winded after ten seconds. Yeah, well, I imagine they are too. It, I guess, but they're flailing around. I, uh, I don't know, Neil. Yes, play us a song. All right. Well, I'm going to take us back. I'm going to go back in the wayback machine. I'm going to get us back into 
into a time machine, maybe the TARDIS, if you will, if you're a Doctor Who fan. And we are going to go back to 1982, where the first wave of punk had pretty much uh, gone away. Second wave, well, it depends on what you call the second wave, right? Because some people would call, like, the Angelic Upstarts and Cockney Rejects the second wave. Yeah, so maybe this, would be, yeah. maybe this would be third wave then. A lot of the 82, the young bands in 82. And I'm going to play some of the lesser known what's your, stuff. What's your daughter's boyfriend's band? Like the, the 19th wave or what? Yeah, yeah, the 25th wave. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, uh, so I'm going to start with a band called The Expelled. I don't know if you've ever heard of them before. But uh, they I were have f- not. Yep, they were from Yorkshire, uh, female fronted, and uh, this song mm. is this song is called Dreaming. How and dare you? Came out in 1982, so enjoy the expelled. That was the expelled with dreaming. Something a little bit different, I think. But so that's uh, that's good stuff. Yeah, and all these like nine, I don't know that nine-year-old me would have enjoyed that. But <laughs> I think you actually you'll I think you, I think you'll enjoy that song, Tom. I th- having something female-fronted is kind of nice every once in a while, you know. So, it is. So I there, agree. So there you go. I yes. Agree. So the the other so the the other announcement I wanted to make. Oh yes, I, you've got announcements. Announcements. You know what? I'm going to put a drum. I'm going to put a. a, a Drum roll or something in here, or some kind of uh, some kind of horns or something. So uh, yeah, make your big announcement, Tom. You know, I, 
I've, I've stopped writing reviews for Punk News, and I kind of I, I was really struggling with it because I, I do like writing the occasional review. I don't really want to write as much as I used to. Right. But I also like having a written element to go along with what we do here. Right. And, you know, especially if, if they work together in supplement. And it never really worked very well with Punk News just because I think there was, there was too much tension at, at points. So there was never like a good synergy. So I, as much as I wanted to retire, I kind of like being able to having the option of being able to help people out and still write something occasionally. So I'm actually started writing for a newer site, which was started by uh, an editor who left Punk News and started his own thing. And it's kind of picking up steam. It's called That's Good Enough for Me. So I actually just published my first review yesterday, and it was the new Drowns single. Hmm. So I shall share that on our page here at the end of the week. And I have a couple more already done that I'm going to uh, get going here pretty quick. And the cool thing about this new site is it actually allows me to have a little bio at the end of my review so I can t- so I can mention the podcast. So hey, that's good, my, hope is, yeah, he, my even... hope is that I can drive them a little traffic and that I'll pick up a few people reading and will come listen to us. So. Yeah, because even though we are under the Punk News umbrella, we never get featured on the page, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Sometimes it can be a little annoying. Well, and, but, and you, you know, know, we never, we never really, we never really try to push it either. You know, when we first started, I, I would kind of push like if we had a guest when we first started when we didn't have any guests, they would give us a little publicity and and there wasn't there wasn't as much animosity at the beginning, and there's no animosity now. I'm not saying that, but the fact of the matter is, we will probably. You know, we will probably be completely independent by the end of the year. I know that's one of your goals. We'll see. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, I see your. I maybe, see. I mean, I see your drowns review. Okay. I see it. Tom Trauma. There you go. Look at that. Yeah, my professional name. And the the color, the graphics and stuff. It's really nice. You know, Punk News hasn't had an upgrade for a long time. The site looks pretty dated. Yeah. Uh, this site looks much better. I like the looks. Anyway, I will share. Yeah, I will share that on the site. Um, and I will share everything. I, every every review I write, I will share with the, my our friends on our uh, on our Punklet podcast group, where where which is where most of the action takes place. Yeah, you should um, you, new- you should see if they can put a link on there because I can I see you say follow my adventures on Punktal I Die, but if you could make them have a link or something so people can get right to it. I thought there was a well, I thought there was an ability to do that, but maybe not. But anyway, it's better than it was before where yep. we couldn't pimp anything any outside project. Right. And like I said, I think it'll be a good relationship. I'm going to probably do like about two reviews a month. Okay. I am not going to do a ton of stuff. I find um, it interesting so too that a... you've that you've reviewed a 7-inch. I think that's very cool. No, actually, only one, one, well, only one side of the seven inch. <laughs> no, two songs. It is okay, both okay. Neil, your reading comprehension is really bumming me out. Well, I can't, re- I can't read it while we're while we're doing the show. I just, you know, I saw that they've got a link to one no. song on there. They've got, uh, they got a link to the to the. No, no, song. I think if you play through it, the second one will come on though. Oh, okay, okay, good. Uh, yeah, it's just, right. and that's the other thing that's cool about that site. They have a little player on there, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it is. No, it, it certainly adds to the review for sure, because then you can uh, so listen to it while well, you read about because it. Because here's the, well, it's it's funny, right? Because it's hard to. Because I usually am writing from the perspective of, hey, I know I know what this sounds like. So the the act of going through and like describing a sound is not really something I like to do. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, if you're reviewing a band that's already put out a bunch of records, what are you doing? You're comparing it to the other records, right? Yeah. I mean, it's inevitable. Unless 
unless you're just reviewing any generic punk record, then you're comparing it to the first Ramones album. <laughs> which, yeah, in which case it will undoubtedly come up short. Indeed, that's very true. Have, have you like lost your voice or something in the last five minutes? Your voice seems to have gone very deep or something, or you got some kind of effect on it. Uh, no, I don't think so. You sound gravelly. You sound like a like a sexy seventies um, singer or something. You had me at sexy, Neil. You had me at sexy. <laughs> well, yes. Actually, people will have heard this before the Valentine's Day episode, so it's a very special Valentine's Day episode coming yes, up. Yes, yes. I, I, mean, I think the last episode I made a reference to Tender Tom, and everybody's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, because that's that episode has it. <laughs> yeah, we actually have two, we have two episodes in the can right now. We won't spoil the surprise, but we have two interview episodes that we kind of are have, have a timely element to them, so we're sort of holding on to them. They're both great fun. I think you'll enjoy them, but... Uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway. It is funny to record them like ages ago and then not being able to actually put them out. So, yeah. So, things we might be referring to will make no sense to you. But I guess once you've heard those other two episodes, you'll understand, understand what we're talking about. Big inside joke. It is. The whole thing is one big inside joke anyway. Well, well you say that, but uh, little by little, we're growing. Growing, growing, growing. Like a little engine that could, man. A little engine could, you know. And so well, good. and we're getting the same thing I think on our on our uh, our punk group as we do with our email. Where it's starting to get out there, so it's getting hard to tell the people that listen and like people want to spam us. Yep. But uh, we got some great stuff. You know, we got a few people that regularly put pictures, of records, and stuff on there. It's it's cool. It's a fun. It's a fun little fun little group. You know, you can kind of drop in, drop out. Well, we've actually had some good uh, some good email recently. Do you want me to uh, do you want me to read a couple? Well, I'll tell you what. We got probably got time for one. We got that young English kid. You thinking? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Ben. Good Sounds old good because we have to. We actually have to. Uh, we have to bring a guest in for a few minutes here in a minute. So why don't you read that and I'll play a song and then we will do that. Okay. Um, all right. Here we go. Uh, hey Neil. Hey Tom. Hope you guys are all good. I'm not on Facebook, but I think I'm going to have to bite the bullet just to join the group. Um, there you go. As the authority. Is this his first letter or is this a second letter? No, I think it's like our third or fourth. It's quite a bit down the line. Oh, okay. Anyway, as the authority on band names, I wanted to run some by you. I keep a list that I add to whenever I think of something that I like. So here goes. I'll put a bit of a blur Just explaining like you, Neil. my thinking. Do yeah. You, but I don't, you don't actually write them down, right? Oh, I do. I've got a huge-ass list. Oh, you actually write them down? I do, but I don't like to say them out loud huh. in case someone steals one. See, they got to pay me for them, see? Dude, I seriously think you should just, like... Send me a tape of your band and twenty dollars, and I'll tell you what the name of your band is. Yeah. I think you could do it. I well, definitely because I've got all kind, all genres. I cover all genres in my band names. But oh, any, even like if you even if you had like a depressing goth band. Yes. Oh, I definitely have those. Yeah. In fact, I came up with two of those today. <laughs> in the cars I drive home. <laughs> so anyway, somebody here, Neil's gonna be dead. Someday Neil's gonna be dead, and his daughter's gonna come across this notebook, and he's gonna be like, "She's gonna be like, my father's insane. He was out of his. It's just all these random like." And some of the, some of them are extraordinarily horrible. You came up with one, which I don't know if you remember that or not. It's like cannibal handjob or something like that. Well, cannibal handjob was. I think it was like peck a shredder. I, I do believe was was yours. Um, <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't anything about a donkey, about a <laughs> pleasuring a donkey or. Uh, no, Eddie Vedder's donkey. I think it was called. <laughs> Um, anyway, back to, back to Ben. Uh, he has a melodic hardcore band name, uh, Well-Placed Violence, which is okay. Um, That's not bad. Yeah, then he has a, a psychobilly band, Cleanse the Lepers. I kind of kind of like that one. It's not bad, but that almost sounds more metal than 
Psychobilly, doesn't it? He said, yeah, zombie punk psychobilly. Uh, so, yeah, you know, cleanse the lepers. Um, then he had just a punk band, Bone Idol. Um, Not for, bad. For a, for a Clash tribute band, Alien Orders. And that's because Joe had a sticker on his guitar that said, ignore Alien Orders. So he thought that was a good one. Oh. Um, Serotonin Sick Day. He says, political punk. The initials would be cool to play on. Uh, SS. I don't know if many political punk bands would want to have a, the ah, initials that SS. That was a classic back in the day. Though. Yeah. Well, back in the 70s, all those bands would the, the love the Nazi imagery stuff. Yeah, they do that SS symbol. Yes, I don't think that one would work. Um, then he does probably my least favorite, Cup of Cold Curdled Sick, uh, or Cox is the anagram. <laughs> um, just because it's funny. And Tom, obviously, a big fan of that one. Tom... Tom seems to like that one. It's the anagram is much funnier than the individual words. Yeah, and then my favorite uh, is one called Shithouse Rats, which he thought would be a good oi band name, and I agree. I think that one's really, really good. Um, so anyway, just to finish off his letter, he says I, he's been to a few shows recently. He saw Idols in Manchester, which was good. Said he'd seen him in a smaller venue, which was better. But uh, but anyway, this this was this was good. Then he saw the new Buzzcocks. He says, uh, Steve Diggle was pissed and just a bit all over the place. I'm too young to have seen them before Pete died, which is why I went. I'll just stick to listening to them on vinyl from now on, rather than seeing the Steve Diggle circus. <laughs> the highlight of the night was when the warm-up act had a shouting match with someone in the audience. He called this guy uh, who was heckling out, and the whole venue turned on the heckler. And he says he's seen a few other bands too, and he's got some booked uh, ready for the uh, later in the year. Aimel and the Sniffers, Stiff Little Fingers, Discharge, GBH, Last Resort, Cockney Reject, UK Subs. My God, he's got a lot of nice. bands lined up, yeah. And he's also going to see Bikini Kill in Berlin. Um, and he's going to go wow. to the Ramones Museum, etc. So anyway, so that's from Ben. Thanks for writing in, Ben. That's a, that's a great email. Keep on, keep on coming. And you're from the Leeds area, so that's great too. Love leads. So anyway, so that well, one... since we're in since we're in Germany, yes. Why don't we play a little uh, mobile death camp? Now, does anybody remember what episode? What episode was our friend Todd Evans on? Neil? Uh I don't. I, I would guess in thirties. I think somewhere in the thirties, wasn't it? Oh, I was going to guess Maybe. in the I was going to guess in the twenties, but uh, but yeah, uh, I don't know. Let me look it up real quick. Anyways, this is a real heavy song. Some of you are not going to like it. But that's right. Okay, so what have we this got? This is, uh, next song is by the band Mobile Death Camp, our friend Todd Evans, in the song Negative Minds.
We try to do a positive show, but we end up with negative. Ah, oh, there it is. Okay. All right. Yes, that was. Right, uh, so I th- that was. I'm sorry. Who was that again? That was. That was Mobile Death Camp. I'm sorry. I got all got all discombob- discombobulated there. I tried to make some. You know, he was going to Berlin. You know, I tried to tie Germany in with the Mobile Death Camp, but you know, it, it didn't really work. Oh yeah, that's pretty. Aw- so, that's a pretty. That's a pretty awful uh, picture right there. Thanks, Tom, for that one. Yeah. And, so that and was, the death camps were not in Germany. They were in Poland. So Mobile Death Camp, negative minds. Well, they're mobile. Yeah, I guess if they're mobile, they could have went to Germany. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, they could. All right. Yeah, we'll have to ask Todd about that. Is it time? Is it time, Neil? Sure, let's do it. Let's 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 do it. Hold on, so, oh, but hold on one second. Let me let me finish my thoughts. Todd was on. He was on. Todd Evans, episode twenty-two. So that episode, for those of you who haven't come back that far or didn't hear that one, that is a classic in its own right. It was yep. a train wreck and very funny. Yep. He, so Todd, to give a little background, Todd was the bass player for a while for Guar. He was. Oh, the beefcake guy. But he was in Guar and he grew he grew up in Michigan and he played in thrash bands and stuff and he was he's a super funny guy. So anyway, yeah, you should check that out if you haven't heard it. Yep. That is not safe for work, by the way. <laughs> not safe for anywhere. I don't think our podcast is safe for work, is it? Well your your side <laughs> might be true. Mr. Positive, but mine probably isn't. I just I wanna be positive. You know, you know the sun came out today. I was feeling pretty good, but the winter is starting to weigh on me and the, oh, it's fucking the winter brutal. and the the winter and the COVID, you know, it's just it just gets you in a bleak, bleak place where you just want to punch a midget or something. <laughs> so, anyway, that's a great name for a man. Punch the midget, punch the dwarf, punch the dwarf. That's that's good. So, what have you bought recently, Tom? What else have you been doing recently? Tell tell us about tell us about record shopping. I bought a rep- I brought the repress the the uh, what's the comp- the manifesto repress of uh, Dead Kennedys. Bad time for democracy. That's the last thing I think I bought. Oh, and how come you bought that? Well, I only had it on CD. I didn't have it on vinyl. Um, I, it's got some good stuff on it. Yeah, I like that one. I, that's actually. I mean, it's not my... as good as fresh. It's not as good as fresh fruit, obviously, but it's good. Yeah. What? Um, do, what do you I, think it's better than the second album? Um, I'd say they're on about the same, but I probably would take plastic surgery disasters. But it's close. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I think I. Um, I think... What about you? I think I'd take the one I think I'd take the one that you just bought, actually. I think I think well, I'd prefer that. I, I can remember when that first came out, my friend Tom had it on cassette and I was actually blown away by how good it was. Yeah. So it's funny, there's this little store right around the corner from my work, and it's I think I told you about it, it's mid century modern furniture and records. Oh, that sounds like a very So I become cool kind mixture, of friendly actually. with the dude yeah. become kind of friendly with the dude in there. So like if on Friday afternoon or something, if I am done with my work, I'll go over there for a little bit and dig around i can usually find something cool i mean i bought some weird cool punk stuff over there i've got uh like the black flag jealousy in 10 inch hmm. uh bought some metallica records i got some cool stuff i got some like used romantics records for like five bucks so this is all used stuff or this is new stuff no it's, it's a mix okay. i'd say it's 80 percent. well yeah it's probably 80 percent used and this is in uh, but he's got, some, he's got some cool stuff over there too i mean like he had a red Pressing of the Dead Boys, We've Come for Your Children. Very rare, but it was like a hundred bucks. Wow, some, I've ne- never even heard of that before. He's got some fairly rare punk and metal stuff. But yeah, it's, it's an interesting, interesting store. But you know, which town I, is this? Like my, which town is this? What's that? Which town? It's it's in Grand Rapids, or right on the edge. Oh, it's in Grand Rapids. Okay, gotcha. Which I work kind of right on the edge of Grand Rapids, but it's funny because. Uh, 
it's like I said, it's a mid-century modern furniture store, so my wife loves going in there too. So it's the rare, cool place where we both like to go. But that being said, you know, she finds something she wants. All of a sudden, my twenty-dollar record costs a thousand bucks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I do, I do love uh, mid-century modern furniture. That's like nineteen fifties for people that don't get that that reference. Yeah, uh, that's what they're calling it's these days. Built, it's built like a brick crap house, man. You, you cannot destroy this stuff. Right. Like my kids have ruined furniture over the years, but this stuff is, it's you know, it's solid wood. I mean, the credenza that the television sits on, it, it's like the room is built around it. Yeah, you could. it would survive a nuclear blast, right? Exactly. TV so, will probably die in five years. but So Bedtime for Democracy, that's the one that has uh, Take This Job and Shove It, right? And yep, that's the first one. Bozo the Clown? Yep, yep. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's a good, it's it's got, good album, the, that one. The, the thing I'll say about that one is, you know, I'm looking at the cover of it. Green Day had to... The Dookie album had cover had to be strongly influenced by that, right? Definitely, yeah. I mean, the Green Day album cover was not done by Winston Smith, I don't think, but it's very it's a very cool like collage art, and the inside is also a continuation of it. And the the inner sleeve is a repress of the original, and it's got like a, a it's like if Vietnam never as if Vietnam never happened or something, and it's like all these like Vietnam theme theme park rides and stuff. It's it's pretty really well done as an entire package. So I'll probably end up getting all those DK represses. Yeah, they used to do really, with the original albums anyway, I don't know if they do what in the represses, but there used to be like a poster in every one, right? They'd always do a really good job with the, uh, with the packaging, with like a big, like a fancy well, like poster said, this, that you could never put beautiful. on your wall. It's a, it's a gatefold and it's very nice. And uh, so I have that and I have fresh fruit. The only two I have on the represses of manifesto. I have the old, um, alternative tentacles cd versions mm, okay otherwise so. yeah so i think I have, a, I have a first press of fresh fruit i don't think i have anything else by the dks apart from singles i have all the seven inches all the early ones anyway but i don't oh, have yeah. any of the other albums i don't think dude i'm looking at that dead boys thing i can't find it on red vinyl no is it not on discogs no it's not on not on discogs at all so i don't know what that well if is. i if they still have it because i probably will wander over there at the end of the week again if he still has it, I will check it and I'll take a picture of the serial number and make sure to see what see if it's legit or what. Yeah, so you see what label it's on, see if it's on Sire or if it's on uh, on some maybe it's like some weird Russian press or something like that, you know? Could be. Because I would love to see that album get the same treatment that um that Jackpot Records out of Washington that did the uh Young Loud and Snotty. I'd love to see them give that record a repress, right? Yeah, I did get um like some do you weird... have that one on vinyl? I mean, do you oh, have I a do. vinyl copy? Yeah, I do. I, I, oh, I, I have the OG on vinyl. And I also have, they did a, they did a um, it wasn't a repress because it was a remastering. It was done from the um, studio outtakes or something like that. It was one that Cheetah uh, put out a few years ago. I think it's called Third Generation Nation. And it's... Oh, uh, was it's... that the one where they re-record everything? No, 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 no. That that they they did that for Young Loud and Snotty. No, this was uh, they just took the original. They didn't like the way it was mastered. I guess the original album. So I guess uh, they must have got like the rough demos or the or the master tapes or something, and then remastered it. So yeah, and it was Cheetah that did it because he's got sleeve notes on it. So it, and it actually is better. It it it's a better. It but it is that same album. It's the same album just with a different title. So huh. it's called Third Generation Nation, and it's uh, it's worth getting actually. It's good, huh. good stuff. Yeah, so you're right. I can't find that red. I can't find that red version. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, uh, if I if I like I said, if they still have it, 
I'll uh, I'm gotten got to be kind of friendly with a guy working in there, so I'll uh, take a picture of it. Yeah, our friend Jason, who runs the brewery here, um, Illuminated Brew Works, um, which yep, you've yep. been to me with. So just down the street from his brewery, there's a there's a little tiny record shop, which the guy is. I think it's only open Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. The guy just does it as a as it's not certainly not his main gig by any means. It's just sure. like a labor of love kind of thing, and. Uh, Jason said it's actually got some really interesting stuff in there. So we'll have to next time you're in, we'll have to go to the brewery and then uh, have a few, and then wander over to this record store and see what we can find. Yeah, sounds kind of interesting. I kind of like the idea of that. Of you know, when you retire or something, just opening up like a little record store or something. Not not as a means to make money, but just as a way to you know enjoy. It pays for itself and gives you something to do, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly. Gets you out of the house, right? Pretty much. Yes, sir. Well, well, I'm going to play another song. I'm going to play another song. Sounds good. So I'm going to play... We might have to make our announcement without him. Or, or we can do our premiere. We can do the premiere. Yeah, we'll do the premiere. Oh, should I do that now? Or should I do? Should I play another song first? Nah, I'll play another, play another song. song. Yeah, I'll play another song first. Even okay. though I don't, feel like you're, I don't feel like your UK82 theme is really doing anything to lift our spirits, but that's all right. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, this is, maybe this one will. Uh, this is from the, <laughs> the band One Way System, uh, who are from Lancashire. And uh, this is probably their most famous song. Um, they, had a, they had a couple of good albums and a, a few singles. But anyway, this is uh, the song Stab the Judge. So there you go, nice and positive. Stab, Stab the, judge. the Judge. Yep, Stab the Judge, one-way system. Stab the Judge, One Way System there from uh, 1982. Yeah. So uh, so you said, so you're going to play a bunch of UK 82 stuff. Are they all actually from 1982? They are, funnily enough. Indeed. Yeah, even though that whole that whole thing was called UK 82, right? A lot of those bands, that was just like the scene, what it was yeah. called. All these are actually it was from like Discharge 82. and like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, uh, a lot, lot of uh, yeah, anti-pasty, yeah. Uh, 
you know, bands yeah. like that, Cron Gen. Um, a ton of bands came out about that, actually. That, they're the bands that had been influenced by the first wave of punk bands, right? So they didn't have a lot of variation in their sound, particularly. But uh, they were still good. They put out some good stuff. So, yeah. It's funny, you know, I, I know Discharge pretty well, and I, I, I've always meant to kind of try to get into Verrucas and some of those other bands a little bit. I don't know a ton of that stuff. So. Um, I, th- I actually prefer the Verrucas to Discharge. I just that D beat thing just leaves me cold, to be honest. So Too badly for you. Huh? Yeah, there's only a few Discharge things that I that I enjoy. Um, but uh, yeah, the Verrucas are like their first yeah. like four or five singles are really good, and I like that "See No Here, No Speak No Evil" album quite a bit. It is funny, dude. In in uh, so okay, so when I first went to university at eighty one in Manchester, uh, for whatever reason, because we I don't know if it was older and we went to the seventy seven stuff, there was another student there. Uh, who was he had a he had a leather jacket with discharge on painted on the back, and we used to look down mm. on him as like a Johnny Come Lately kind of thing, uh, which was kind of funny <laughs> considering it had been like four years since 1977, right? <laughs> which is it's so funny. Neil's job to keep punk rock elite. Yep, which is so funny to look back on now. Um, I remember looking. I I got a Johnny Thunder's live album. Um, which one was it? Uh, live at the Speakeasy, I think. The one where he's uh, yelling at the crowd. And okay. uh, yeah, you've it, talk, you know, I've never heard this, but you talk about this uh, album it's, enough it's that classic, I'm probably yeah. gonna have to listen to it. Yeah, I'll, I'll play some of those. I'll play some of those cuts where he's like yelling at the. So I, at the I assume like the performance is abominable that he's got to be yelling at the crowd. That means they're yelling at him for sucking, right? No, he says they're just standing around, standing around looking funny or something like that. He's yelling at him. Why don't you dance? Why do you fucking dance? Um, <laughs> but anyway, it's like it's like oh, it was recorded and you know over one weekend in 1977. And I can remember looking at the back of that album, thinking, "Oh my god, that just sounds like it was such a like a lifetime ago." And it was four years because I got that yeah. album in 1981. It was like Jesus Christ, you know, the sweat was probably still on the walls and the blood and stuff from his syringes were probably still on the walls. Anyway. Yeah, pretty. Funny. Well, it's it's funny because you 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 read and and it wasn't all these bands, but a lot of those early '80s hardcore bands, hardcore punk bands, you know, not the metal hardcore, like uh, you know, Verbal Abuse and those West Coast bands like that. They yep. they like they derided the Ramones. They're like, I mean, they like you know, the Ramones had been around at that point for like eight years, and it was like, you know what, these guys are fuddy duddies. This is the old generation. We don't <laughs> yeah. care about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like destroy your idols, you know. And I think that's that's always been part of punk rock is kind of kill your heroes, right? Kill your idols. I think so too. Yeah, because this this new this new friend of Lydia's, uh, that's kind of what he was like. He doesn't like listening to any old stuff. He says so. I guess. Well, and and, and I think I think that's okay to a certain extent, but I think you should probably have a little bit of knowledge of the stuff that came before you, right? Respect your elders, you little. You gotta listen to Mike Ness tell his stories about getting beat up in the street, so that you don't have to. That's right, exactly right. Get beat up in the street. That is. Yes. Yes. Exactly. And so, so Neil, of course, we have been uh, pretty good pals with the guys from Pro Rock Records, which started out from like a Chicago suburb, and I know our buddy Pete out in New Jersey from the Fullers. I don't know what episode he was on, Hmm. but he. has taken an active role in the band. And we, we had Pete on. In the label, you mean? Played. The label. The label. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, oh, yeah I'm sorry. He helps, yeah. With the, he helps with the label quite yeah. a bit. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Sorry. And so even though Kenny never sent us the records you promised, we're still we're still friendly with them, and we still like to have their bands on. They're cool. So the Ramonas were on Pro Rock. Who else we have? 
uh, uh, latte. Also, yeah, our friends from from Italy. Yes, our good friends, latte. Yes, yes, latte. But but early on, the first pro rock band we had was actually the Fullers. Yep, I was episode and that, 40, and, 40, 46. Episode forty six. Okay, and that Pete. was Pete from the yep. Fullers. Yep, and he is the one who's become real active with uh, pro rock. Yep. So, but the Fullers, like he, a couple of the guys moved away or something. Um, I think the drummer was in South Carolina or something, and uh, so half the four guys moved away or don't live in the area anymore. So Pete has actually started a new band with the other guy from the Fullers, their trio, and the drummer's from Doc Rotten. I know you like Doc Rotten, right, Neil? I don't I know do. them. Yeah, I do. I like them a lot. Yep, for sure. Fellow New Jersey band. So, yeah, they have a new band. They're called Burnt Mill Ghosts. And, and we are de- we are delighted to uh, premiere uh, the first single, correct, Tom? That's right. This track has never been heard before. I mean, like people coming to us to release their new song. I, I, they're honored. We're honored. They should be honored. Yep. We should be honored. I don't know. <laughs> Somebody should be honored. What's the name of the song, Neil? It's called the Body, and it's based the body. on the. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's it's based on that. Um, remember that? What was that? Stand by me. That movie in the eighties, and it was yes, taken this, from the a, original uh, short story. The original yep. Bachman was that a Bachman? It wasn't. It was a pen. Steve, pen name Stephen King book, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, that's right. But it was called The Body was the original name of the story. I got to tell you, I love Stand By Me. Such a great movie. Um, I it's I don't mean to sidetrack this, but have you watched it recently? Because I loved it too, but I watched it. Did it not age well? It hasn't aged well at all. <laughs> not at all. It's uh, Dude, there's I, that, scene, that scene where he yells at the guy in the junkyard where he's like, suck my fat one, and they're walking away, and the... Kid's buddy says to him, whoever told you you had a fat one? That's like, it, that's, it's so funny. It's good stuff. That's Tom and his friends growing up right there. <laughs> exactly. That's all you, that's all you climbing know. Over, this, is, this is my Wisconsin youth, climbing over fences, being chased by junkyard dogs. That's what, That was pretty much every weekend, Neil. Pretty much every weekend. Oh, dude, watching it, you'll just be amazed that they actually released that movie because the acting of the kids is so bad. It's so bad. Um, but anyway. Uh, anyway, we've taken, now we've taken the Man, luster have, off, now we've taken the luster off the song. <laughs> I have crossed my own line as far as making this not a family-friendly show more times today than I have in the previous hundred yep. episodes. Suck a fat one. Yeah, there you go. Um, so anyway, all that being said, this is this is Burnt Mill Ghosts' uh, premiere for them uh, with the song The Body. So enjoy, everybody.
So there you go. That was Burnt Mill Ghosts uh, for the very first time. You're hearing that, and that was a song, "The Body." So yeah. So uh, so look those guys up. And um, Tom, do you remember when we saw the uh, the Queers and Susie Moon? Do you remember I the guy, sure do. Do you remember the guy that was doing the merch? By any chance, uh, for the, a lot of tattoos, for the ta- tattoos on his neck. No, selling the merch for Susie Moon. Um. Yeah, real vaguely. I mean, I couldn't pick him out of a crowd. Probably. That was the, that was the drummer from Doc Rotten. Oh really? Okay. AJ, cool. AJ, yeah, AJ. So uh, yeah, hey, hey to AJ nice. if he's listening. So yeah, it's all a big circle, Tom. It's all coming down to the big circle. So anyway, so, I think I think our friend might be might be ready for us. Maybe. Uh, so if you want us to premiere something for you, reach out. We probably won't want to do it, but who knows? Yeah, maybe we'll give him give it a sucky an intro as we did to that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. We, we only play it. songs based on Stephen King stories. Yeah, I guess. And it's funny. Stephen King wrote so so many good books and stuff. He's such a good writer, but man, he's all the movies based on his stuff are all pretty fucking dire, aren't they? Good God. Uh, yeah, they they weren't too many good ones. There was a few, but uh, when I was a kid, like middle school, I devoured Stephen King novels. Man, I hmm. love that. Interesting. That's interesting. See, I, I never I never got into Stephen King like that. And most of his movies were the movies based on his books, like Cujo and Christine and stuff. Just so bad. Were you were you a reader? Uh, I was there. I was, but I didn't I didn't read a lot of those books. Hey, I think we have a guest. Speaking of guys who can't read, and it's royalty. <laughs> it's the, right. the Lord of Logan's Port. The Lord of Logan's Port himself, Senor Matt Swisher. Hello. How Matt. you doing, man? How do you, gentlemen? I'm good, man. I'm actually walking upstairs right now to get a little bit more quieter area here. That'll be good, yeah, because you need to, are you you need to speak are up you a little bit, my friend. Are you at Bonus Pines right now? No, I am not. We are home. We're, we kind of made it so that our, our kind of weekend is Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Ah. But I still work a full-time job. But Yes, we just, of course. These days we try to just do different shit, so... I'm I mean, Matt, not right now. I'll say, not only do you work a full time job, you own three businesses, you own two homes. I mean, you you are the Lord of, Lord of Logansport. <laughs> I do not own two homes, man. Y'all <laughs> say that. It's a trailer in the woods. I mean, listen, one of them might be kind of small and reminiscent of something a horror movie would take place in, but it's still a home, man. It's still a home. It has no running water. It just has electricity. I just watched the I just watched the remake of the Evil Dead yesterday, and I'm I'm thinking that's kind of like that, right? Yes, it is. Yes. There's a there's a book in the basement. There you go. There's a book in the basement bound in human skin with ancient Sumerian burial rituals in it. (laughs) Well, I tell I tell you I tell you what we I mean we were at his house. Um, and had uh, had drinks in his lovely garage. His garage and back room there are big enough to fit a, I don't know, the whole of Somalia in or something like that. I don't know. It's <laughs> fucking huge. That garage was huge. Uh, yeah, huge. It's a very palatial estate we've put yes. here. And with all kinds of video games, and it was like it was like every every young boy's dream of what they would want their house to be. Right? It was. Uh, well, that's what that was. So wrestling far- figures, wrestling figures, music. It was uh, amazing. He's so far out in the country, I can't even believe he's got phone service, honestly. <laughs> I don't think he has, actually, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, I, I will say that poor room that we all hung out in, the, that was kind of our, you know, I don't know what you would call that, but that space we hung out in has taken such a beating since we opened Bonus Pines because now that's like 
the catch-all for all the games that are kind of like in limbo from going into bonus pints or staying here and like you know it's just full of shit now it was like i had it looking really nice when you guys came over and now it's just a complete fucking catch-all for everything right now but you won't be you won't be hosting us next time well that's what i was thinking anyways when you guys come and that's the reason you're calling me i'm sure we'll probably just be hanging out in logosport the whole time there you go there you go no, I well, demand. To, I demand to be put up at the at the Lord of Logansport Estate. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I could stay at my camper on the river and be free. <laughs> In a van down by go. the river. <laughs> so for I'm, so for, so for I'm, our listeners, our listeners I'm that probably, don't know, I'm gonna bring my wife. She's probably gonna want like a full size bed. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, there you go. Try to book now so you can. Hell no. Do you guys not book the Holiday Inn because it's more expensive, or do you not book it because it's booked? Where did we stay last time? We were cheapskates last time. We Where stayed we stay? at okay. the quality. the Mexican restaurant. It's either quality. It's a quality. It used to be a Ramada. Yeah, the one with the Mexican restaurant at it that wasn't open. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that place was that, bizarre. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't great. No. Scott and I, when we came down a couple years ago, Matt, we stayed at the Super Eight. That was very uh, <laughs> functional. Uh, Super. Super, Super Eight. I mean, it's okay. It, it's nothing. You're not going to get killed or anything in any of them. I mean, we didn't get bed bugs or anything. It was fine. Tom pushing no. the boat out, staying at the Super 8 with his friend, so they shared a room. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Good God. <laughs> that was a good. That was a good solid walk back from the record farm too. <laughs> yeah, good solid forty I bucks. Think we took right a there. Tag- I think we took a taxi to one bar and then walked like the last mile or something. I don't know. But it was probably more like two miles because of all the zigzagging. I see there's no fucking way you guys walked out all that. It's a long ass walk. That's two, three miles probably. I think we walked the last mile. I think we jumped in some weird local taxi and got to a bar that was like halfway. Oh, God. Yeah. Did you go to the bungalow? I think it was the bungalow, yes. Yeah, now that the I, yeah, the people, we went there, Yep, we went there at lunchtime, and the same people were still there drinking when we went back at like midnight. <laughs> yeah, the times. bungalow, man. That's a that's a that's a bar for sure. Like that used to be twenty years ago. They had a, I mean, they're, they're they're great owners now. We get along with the fine. I'm just saying it was a little bit different twenty years ago. They the owner was an older lady. They'd had it for years. And she would let us book our punk bands there. Like, I booked a grindcore band there called Knee Deep in the Dead. I booked um, nice. our band, Roachburg, all sorts of different shit I booked there throughout over the years. And she didn't fucking care. All she cared about was on Sunday morning when she went in there, that cash register was full of money. And she literally said, like, she came to one show we booked and was like, this is terrible. I can't believe people <laughs> like this shit. But hey, the cash register is full, and that, that and that the bungalow used to be more like that. Now it's kind of more of a, I think it's kind of like a biker bar. They're they're good people, and they have bands there and shit. One of their bartenders there actually comes in and plays pinball at Bonus Pints, fucking four days oh, okay. a week. So it's a little bit different now, but uh, yeah, that's a, that's a cool bar. That's where. Well, that's, that's the weekend. That's the halfway point. The weekend we went, it was I guess boys that three years ago now. I guess that's going on three years ago now, yeah, and man. we. Uh, and we, it was like they were celebrating St. Patrick's Day, and that was definitely, uh, we were definitely in our glory. Definitely well, here's what glory. I can't remember: was the Sloppy Seconds Clownvis show? Was that when Punk Till I Die had just barely established, and we used that little we, like 
homemade logo or was that no we hadn't even start we hadn't even started yet it was just the punk news thing right or was that okay okay no maybe it was the queers the queers the kaiju is where we used yeah yeah that would have been the the, that would have been 2020 it's so funny you know thinking thinking about that because that was two years ago almost two years ago and I remember we had a bunch of shows. That was when Neil and I were really getting rolling on this podcast. We were crowing about all the shows we were going to. And I remember I was talking to you even up to like a week before you finally had to pull the plug on it after the queers pulled out. But I remember that there was, yeah, we were, it was going to be awesome. It was going to be two stages, and you were going to use both the your little record store and the state theater. And, man, we were stoked. Scott and I were stoked to get down there, and then it got – the plug pulled, but you know what? We're gonna make up for it, aren't we, Matt? We are, man. We are. It, what, before we segue into how we're gonna make up for it, um, sure. You're right, right at the end, like, like so. The shit hit the fan like March 13th. Uh, that was a Friday yep. of uh, 2020, and then I mean, we were holding in there, and I had two things that were brewing. Going back to what Neil was talking about with my shop here, we call it the Owl's Nest, it's the barn here at my house, and. I had the queers. We're going to come play. That's here. right. You were going to move and it to your Flamingo barn. Nosley was going to open up for them. That was going to be awesome. I got a hold of Sean Knight and told him, I said, dude, I will pay. Because at that same time, the tour package of Child Bite and Today's the Day was going around. And they, yep, yep. They I remember that. Tour and we're beelining back to the East Coast and, and to the Midwest. And I said, hey, if you guys want to swing in here and play, I'll fucking pay you guys to play here. And everybody give you some gas money. Yeah. Just like, nah, we just want to get home. Yeah. But yeah. Well. So yeah, I, 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 this we've officially, I've officially said that this episode is sponsored by our friends at Bonus Pines, Matt, because you've been so good to us over the years. So you want to, you want to talk about the event, or you want to well, talk well, about for, something else? Well, first first of all, first of all, I think for the people that don't know, for our new listeners or whatever, uh, Matt, why don't you tell people what Bonus Pints is? Okay, so uh, we used to have a we had a record store called the Record Farm, and we moved it into a very large building where we share a space with Bonus Pints, and Bonus Pints is an all ages arcade uh, where we serve just craft beer. I'm sorry, there's no fucking Bush Light or PBR, but I'll get you close. Uh, but yeah, we serve a lot of local craft beers, wine. My wife makes some pretty good food. And uh, we have live music every Thursday and Friday, except for in March. Do you have do you you have liquor? Do you have liquor, Matt, or just beer? Do you have liquor or just Just, beer? Just beer and wine. Beer and wine. And it's and it's video games and stuff too, right? You got all kinds of video games. Pinball machines, video games. Yeah, six or seven pinball machines, and probably ten or fifteen arcade games right now. Are they free or a quarter play? Uh, A couple of them are free play, and then. Most of them are quarter play, and a few Got. of the new Stern are, uh, Stern pinball machines, those are a dollar. Okay. But we took some of the games out because we have a pretty nice outdoor seating area. And, you know, come wintertime, we were just getting our asses kicked. We couldn't fit everybody in here. So we ended up taking about four games out so we could put some more seating in. Ah. Uh, mm. You know, you'll, you'll see when you get here. I've sent you guys pictures. It's kind of like a long, yeah, narrow room like it's just an old school building you know it's a 127 year old building and this has been open for what like a year or something yeah yep okay 
What's your capacity in there, Matt? I mean, do you do you have what's the fire code? I don't want to find out. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. Let's know. pack it. Yeah, I've had visitors in there for different reasons, like state visitors, and <laughs> I've just never asked what my capacity is, and I just roll with it. So I have There's no yet. sign by the See, I swear, I think in Michigan every bar you go into there's a sign by the door that says, you know, capacity 99, capacity 127 or whatever. That's interesting. Huh. Well, like, I've got that Joshua Ray Walker, who's a modern, up-and-coming, like, real gritty country artist. He's coming this okay. Sunday, and we only sold 72 tickets. Hmm. Is that good, so, do you think, or is that not? You, 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 is that, is, I mean, is that? Oh, let me read. Is, my, is kid, a, my, kid just stuck, my kid just stuck his head in and gave me a thumbs up, and I didn't know what it was for. We only printed 72 tickets. We called oh, it oh, 70. Oh. So we sold okay. out, but we we capped it at 72. So it's like 72 plus the bands. I mean, that's another 15 people plus our staff, another five. You know, so you're creeping up to 90 some people. Right. Sure. So I well, capped it at 72, and it did sell out. Do you um now for a show like that? I assume it's it's a lot of people seated, or the people stand up by the stage, or how how does it work for a country show like that? Well, so with that crowd, there is a little bit of uh, educating some older folks because they're already. I mean, I knew I had to put on the tickets. But they say like, uh, no reserve seating, first come, first serve. Mm-hmm. You get in here, doors open at five, snag you a table. There's a couple of, I mean, pretty older people that bought tickets. I'd say in their seventies, and I think I'll probably reserve them a table. But uh, no, last we had this kid one other time. We just happened to catch him when he was like on the upswing. But uh, of his career, I guess. He was just on the fucking Tonight Show last weekend with Jimmy Fallon. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not kidding you, man. And he showed up. He's a huge guy, Joshua Ray Walker. He's a huge dude. He showed up blasting Power Trip, wearing a fucking, like, Power Trip T-shirt when he came to play last (laughs) time. He's just a good dude. But, I mean, he plays some of that real deal. You know the difference between, you know, Luke Bryan and... You know, sure. Uh, the real deal shit. So he's not Eric. He's uh, not Eric Church. Oh my god! Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> my wife and I stayed at the hotel over the weekend, and I was like, "Why the fuck are all these people?" My wife literally said, "She goes, is there a rodeo in town?" <laughs> and I was like, "I don't know, man. There's a lot of people in fucking flannel shirts, and I wear flannel shirts all the time." It was and Pearl like, Jam, wasn't it? But Pearl Jam a, was in but town. But not as a yeah. fashion statement. To keep you warm. No, yeah. just because that's just what I wear, and I'm like. Looking around, yeah. and, and then sure enough, the next morning I saw a dude there I knew, and I go, w- w- what are you here for? And he's like, Eric Church was in town last night. And I was like, oh, okay. That's why there's all these fucking blue-collar assholes in these fucking hillbilly costumes. $300, $300 <laughs> boots. It's like, yeah. you, you saw your buddy, you're like, oh, cool, we're not friends anymore. <laughs> well, and I did, <laughs> so on the way home, I was like, Randy is his name, and I like Randy, and I'm like, hey, that's, maybe this shit's cool. Like, Randy's a fucking rock and roll guy. So I Spotify'd Eric Church on the way home, and all my family in the van is staring at me like, what the fuck are you doing? I was like, I had no <laughs> idea that this was this bubblegum country bullshit. I thought it right. was supposed to be kind of gritty and bluesy, and it is not. It is. At not least good. the three you, songs I got through were that token bullshit. He had to listen to he had to listen to Kiss Alive at top volume the rest of the way home to purge their ears. <laughs> <laughs> no, just for Neil, I listened to uh, something to wrestle with podcast <laughs> <laughs> not familiar that's all right 
No, but Neil knows. So anyway, but yeah. So so the reason you're calling is that Bonus Pints we're having a six year record farm anniversary party, and the the big part of it is to finally host what I hope will be the Punk Till I Die Midwest Meetup when you finally let them know the address of the building they're meeting at. <laughs> <laughs> you jackass. Which I did. After, par- oh, after party at Matt's haunted cabin. Yeah, the haunted <laughs> castle. The haunted castle. Yeah, so we also... Actually, I got to tell so, you, Matt, I am, I am super stoked about this. I, You know, winters are tough up here in Michigan, well, and I just, yeah. I cannot wait to get down to the sunny mid, you know, Las Vegas of the Midwest... Well, ex- explain explain what it is. You've talked around it. You haven't told people what it is. Dude, you got you got to tell the lineup, the killer lineup. Okay, and so, Neil so will help you because he's good with episode December, And we came up with it too too short of time. Like we didn't we didn't give ourselves enough time. But what we had planned for was March. I'm sorry, December 18th of last year. We wanted to do like the Punk Till I Die holiday meetup thing. Yeah, it was going to be our and, Christmas uh, spectacular. That's right. Yes, and the only band I had booked though was the Tentacles, which is a really fucking good surf punk rock band. Um, and I think I had B.A. from Sloppy Seconds willing to come and at least wear the gold chains and a Santa hat. On um, <laughs> some I'm pants, thinking, I hope. Jesus. To do that. And, <laughs> no problems. <laughs> no, just chains and a fucking Santa hat. <laughs> and, um, but that didn't work out. We couldn't get the bands we wanted. And then the three of us, you know, me, you, and Neil, we all got together and... and we came up with this idea. We're going to do it March, March 19th, to celebrate the six-year anniversary of the record farm. And we have Punk Till I Die alumni, Cap Gun Heroes. Exactly. On, uh, actually, that episode that episode actually hasn't run yet. Spoiler alert. It'll run okay. next week. Oh, yep. yep. No, it's all good, oh, man. We've been playing. We've been playing the ton out of that record, so it's all good. They're fucking really good. And then. Uh, Flamingo Nosebleed, which I don't think have been on the podcast yet, but have definitely been mentioned several times. Well, it's funny. We I just played a song earlier before we called you, and yep. uh, we'll probably either maybe either have to Jake grab Jake maybe beforehand, or maybe while we're there, we'll probably yeah, we'll, grab a few while guys, we're there so. probably definitely because we'll be doing yeah. a show live. Um, you know, yeah. we'll probably talk to the a couple of guys from the bands and stuff while we're there. Yeah, and I'm lining you up a pretty fucking cool guest. We won't say his name yet because just. Well, mainly it may fall through, but <laughs> I'm trying to get you guys. A cool Interesting. Thing to it's the guy from this the copyright. It's the guy from us. the copyrights, isn't it? So I can tell yeah, him that he sounds like fucking lover boy. Chastise Neil. You know the funny thing, and we get so fucking sidetracked. The funny thing, Neil's like, oh, this copyright. It's not punk. It's not punk. But here's the here's a new song by Naked Ray Gun called Broken Things or whatever, and that's like the most saddest not punk song. Ever. Sounds like Grateful Dead. Yeah. Fucking awesome. Are you drunk? Are you drunk right now? Are you saying Naked Reagan and not a punk band? What is the matter with you? No, that's no he said the album's awesome. awesome. He just I'm not. Song. I'm not coming. I'm not coming. Forget this. Lord of Logan Sports <laughs> out. Out. That that broken thing song you played is fucking awesome. But it's oh, it is. It's superb. In that whole copyrights album. Oh, the copyrights can suck my balls. Neil, if you, uh, if Neil, <laughs> hey man, if Neil drops out, I literally asked the copyrights to play this. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> If Neil I drops out, I'll just uh, make Scott talk in a bad English accent. We'll pull it off. It'll be fine. <laughs> I don't think he's we'll angry fine. enough. <laughs> mate. We'll That's be fine, true. mate. And then... But anyways, the... the headliner, Punk Till I Die alums, Mobile Death Camp, and the great big presence of Todd Evans will be there. And, and they're going to play a, a, about a, I don't know, 50, 75% punk set. So... 
going to be good, man. I'm really excited about it. I'm glad we finally got we it are, together. I am stoked about this. Like I said, I, I, uh, I, the highlight for me will be the wrestling match between Todd and Neil. <laughs> Hold on, why do I, why do I have to wrestle Todd? Is he in the copyrights too? I'm pretty too? sure he could take both of us at once, dude. He, he, I'm pretty sure he could put you in a hoagie bun and eat you out, buddy. <laughs> he is fucking enormous. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody, this is March Saturday, March nineteenth. Um, yep. Logan Sport, Indiana. It's only a couple of hours outside of Chicago. Probably a couple of hours outside of Indianapolis, right? Um, Not even. Yeah, probably two out two hours north of Indy. Yeah. Probably. Three hours south of Chicago, probably, you know, hour and a half south of Fort Wayne. Um, it's in the middle of the freaking country. I mean, it's literally yeah. like in the breadbasket. Bread five basket. hours from Detroit, five hours from St. Louis, three hours from Louisville, three hours from Cincy. Um, I, I can't wait got- to eat your wife's cooking. I can't wait to drink your beer. I can't wait for all of it. It's going to be good. We got two or three different hotels, three or four hotels here in town. Kokomo's nearby too. That's a pretty big town. Lafayette's nearby. There's other places you can stay if you want. We want to see all you knuckleheads from the podcast. And I think what we'll do is let's kind of figure out how we're going to do the podcast live as we get closer. Yes. And then we can maybe announce to people in the group and then maybe on your podcast of how we're how we're going to work it. Because I would like to do it. Tom, you've been to the Melody Inn, and when you come into the record farm, the stage is right there to your right. So okay. I think it would be cool to put you guys on the stage, try to do the podcast during the day, I guess, while there's people in there maybe. Like, I'm trying to think of what the house music should be, too. Should I, like, have Neil put together, like, a, a playlist, and we just Bluetooth in a playlist? Or should I'm I, liking like, that, yeah. I'll put that together yeah. for sure. Have some Frank Sinatra yeah, and go. some Smiths and some Marcy. It'll be great. Oh, yeah, 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 and, and church. <laughs> yeah, throw some of that stuff in there for some light relief. Comic very relief. eclectic. Well, you know, do I get do I ask Adam Gundrum to stand behind the counter because he Adam Gundrum works for us sometimes? Do I ask him to spin country, or spin uh, punk records all day? You know, I don't know. We'll just kind of figure it out. You know, I'm not, I'm not sure how this is going to to work really. Well, the de- the fine we can work out the fine details later. I think that'll be I think that'll be great. I mean, I think like I said, I think the whole thing will be great. We'll uh, we'll do a podcast. Hopefully, whatever bands are there early enough, we'll suck a couple of people in. We'll talk to you, of course. We'll talk to whoever. We'll, we'll uh, talk to whoever. Maybe we can live stream again like we did last time. People seem to enjoy that. So yeah, yeah. I think yeah. And be- maybe even by then, I can get a little bit more. Uh, um, Substantial sort of clip thing hang from the ceiling. You could put like a phone in, you know what I mean, like a better oh, yeah, yeah. than leaning it against the crater records or something. We we've upgraded since the last time we were there, Matt. We now have like this banner thing we hang behind us. We're like yeah, semi-professional. We yeah, until, dude, until... you haven't cut out yet, Tom. I'm right? just cutting out the entire time we talk. Yeah, last time you were on was like the peak of my computer problems. It was. It was. Yeah. And we we'll, and we have that banner until Cheetah Chrome sues us, and then we won't be able to use that Dead Boys logo <laughs> icon anymore. He doesn't own Stiv's <laughs> image. Screw him. Yeah, that's true. He does not own Stiv's image. That is, I don't think anyway. So and yeah, I can ne- never again. Can I hear the Dead Boys tune and not think the podcast is getting ready to start? Oh, yeah. There you go. Every time I burn out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to be disappointed once you catch up. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, it's good, man. It's good. That's a good song. No, no, you know, I, the new intro is great. No, yeah, the new intro is good. Yeah. We actually put a call out, Matt, for people if they wanted to write us a new theme song. So, because we actually have an original by a guy. Uh, man, what state? Were they from Illinois? Neil, where's where's that that uh, 
Isn't he from... His uh, name's Ryan, right? He's from Cincinnati. The mailman. Cincinnati, perhaps? Man, I'm sorry. The guy said this is a song. Outro. Ivy. Yeah, that's the that's the outro. Yeah, but yeah, we want yeah, we want a new yeah we, a new intro as well. Heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. It's yeah, by a I bunch like of punk mailmen. It's pretty cool. The punk <laughs> mailman. There you go. That's not the name of the band. They have a name for the band. It's really failing me. But anyway, all right. Listen, we're gonna let you go, Matt. We just wanted to have you come on to announce that we're super excited. We're gonna we're looking forward to checking out your new digs. I'm I'm pretty bummed out. I haven't been there yet. It's just been a hectic well I, I don't know how long i think you opened in june or something i had a wedding that weekend and it's just been hectic ever since so well and we, I'm, I'm trying to like i mean we have been buying some killer collections lately I, i'm literally trying to get the store nice and fat because you kind of get your ass kicked over the holidays and the other day i'm looking at our use section i'm like oh my god this is too much well okay let me Billy ask you that Joel Talk, and Elton John. talking about your oh, use yeah. section talking about you section what happened to that huge wall of, of vinyl that you'd that you had in your garage I mean, that you would just got I, I still have it and I, okay. and I still have it and we pick from it but I mean again though you just it's it's a lot of that such token shit right yeah and I'm just it's hard not to you know I mean we've even got it's just the fucking Billy Joel in Kansas and journey and all that shit that comes in all the time you know? <laughs> yeah you yeah. can't help but have that out there. But we have bought a bunch of killer collections. I posted a little bit the other day just as a teaser, but I had a bunch of 90s uh, metal and uh, alternative, like original pressings, man. And some of those were some really valuable records. I was going to say, so, a lot of yeah, that stuff, yeah. was, that was CD era, right? Yeah, Alice in Chains, Jar of Flies, uh, First Pressing, Original Pressing, and um, Soundgarden, Super Unknown. I think that one was like went for like 280 on discogs or something wow but, there you go tom yeah some pretty cool and, and there's some old there's some like some weirdos and cramps and there's some some punk stuff in there too so yeah i'm hoping to get the the bins all stocked up by then and uh hopefully we can round up some of the ptid fans to come meet there because even though we're celebrating the anniversary the main idea was to try to host a ptid meetup so thank you my that's friend amazing. that's, that's amazing, very nice man. of you yeah you, that's you, very nice of you ah. once again we want every and, and uh, yeah, like I said, you we'll catch up a little. To make a buck. Yeah, well, <laughs> listen, we'll catch up a little more when we get there. But yeah, man. So we've been telling everybody, you know, support these guys. You got to support the record farm, and you got to support uh, bonus pints, and maybe even failure records and tapes if they ever put anything new out. But you know what? We'll talk about that when we get there. All right, my friend. You got. It. I do. Have, yeah, I could. I could. Uh, I could tickle your ass with a feather. I'll do it in the in our group feed. I'll tell you, I got a couple. Oh, you got back. something actually working. Okay, all right, yeah. that's good. No, but hey, man, I'll drop it in the group feed. Thanks, guys. Sounds good. Hey, man, good talk to you. We'll see you soon. Looking forward to it. See you guys. See ya. All right, man. See ya. See ya. All right, Neil. What are we talking about? Okay, this is going to be interesting because I don't know how to get rid of him and not get rid of you. Well, he hung up. It's fine. Okay. All right. All right. Um, all right. I don't know. I'm going to play another song. Because it's my turn. I am going to play... Uh, you've heard of Abrasive Wheels, Tom. Abrasive Wheels. I have. I've okay. heard of them. I don't know that I've ever yeah. heard them. Yeah. Well, you're about to. This is Abrasive Wheels. They were from Leeds. Uh, 1982. Most famous song. I would imagine this isn't the most famous song. They had a couple of uh, reasonably popular singles. So this is called Burn Them Down. So uh, Burn Them Down, Abrasive Wheels. <laughs> Burn 
Race of Wheels there with Burn Em Down. And Tom, you've probably heard that. That's on numerous punk compilations and stuff. So I would bet you've heard that before once you once you mm. listen to it. It'll come back to you. So uh, anyway, well, so yeah, it was good to talk to this, Matt, wasn't it? We haven't talked to Matt in a while. It was. No, and you know, I think, I mean, it's always kind of like a battle between him and like Ricky Frankel, who's been on the most. Yeah. So I don't know if Matt's back in the lead or not. I can't I, remember. I think they're both at three. I think they're both at three times, I think. No, that's at least four for Matt. Oh, you think? Okay, yeah, maybe so. Um, I, remember, I remember last time he was on. Yeah, it was during my peak computer problems. It was there was two guys we had on that I thought really got the short shrift because of my bad computer, and it was Matt and it was Alan from Goldmine. Alan, and yeah, of course, we old to, Alan. We yeah. were able to talk to Alan in uh, when we went up to uh, McHenry. Uh, McHenry. McHenry. Yeah, right. Siren we Records. Siren yeah. Records. Yep. So and and yeah, and we'll make it right with Matt when. We go down there in a month. It's a, that's only a little over a month away. Yeah, it's about six weeks away. And uh, and just to put this right, Ryan, uh, who recorded our outro song, he's Levson. from Davenport, Iowa. Iowa, okay. Yeah, yeah. So we were both wrong. I thought he was from Cincinnati, Iowa, Illinois. Illinois. What's Illinois. the difference? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All the same, right? All the same. I mean, yeah, if you so... get far enough away from Chicago, it's just cornfield either way, west. So it is a boring drive. Uh, driving through Indiana is especially especially horrible. Um, so, yeah, so just to go over that lineup again on March 19th, we got um, Flamingo Nosebleed, uh, who were from Indiana. Obviously, Tom played them earlier. We got the Cap, Cap Gun Heroes from Chicago, and we have Mobile Death Camp. So uh, I think that's going to be a very, very fun, should be a very fun night, whole day. Actually, a whole day event it'll be one. It will get there at, like, probably one in the afternoon or something. And uh, we'll be drinking and talking and uh, hanging out and then bands. It'll it'll just be a fun time, I think. I think it sounds great. It will. And I hope, I mean, I know it's a quite of a drive for a lot of you, but, man, I hope you can, I hope a bunch of you can come out and hang out yeah. with us. It'll be, it'll be a real good time. But we will um, try. Yeah, I don't know we, how far it is from. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Uh, we we will try and do a live stream on Facebook. I think with the people that we have coming, I think Lydia's going to come and stuff. So and Laura, I think so. 
I think between them, especially Lydia, I think they'll be able to uh, live stream something on Facebook. So could, while we're See, recording I and think, stuff, so I feel like Matt did it for us last. Time. He did. Matt did. Matt put the whole thing together, and it seemed to be pretty simple when he did it. But um, and it didn't know, look that bad. We should well, no, have. Uh, we really should have figured out how to do it at Siren. But you know, as these things go, we tend to just fly by the seat of our pants. Yeah, exactly. Even, well, even we... this, even this episode, we're totally flying by the seat of our pants. I, the thing I will say about this episode, our relentlessly positive episode, <laughs> What's it's that, probably going to take a fairly a fairly good amount of editing from our pal Neil. <laughs> it is. It is. I'm going to have to be a master, a maestro with the controls right here to make to make this. Either happen. that, or it's going to be a bunch of us just uh, small talking while we try to make phone yeah. calls. Yeah, exactly. I guess there's a exactly. reason why we have people on for whole episodes, huh? Well, the funny thing is now, um, uh, Rick from work was showing me some of the other stuff in Bandcamp. Some other stuff you can, you know, you can add instruments, and they have all kinds of ma- all manner of sound effects in there. So some of the uh, some of the bad parts of this show might be covered up with like new sound effects, like cars starting and like rockets exploding and stuff. So we shall see. Donkey's brain. Yeah, <laughs> actually, I we do have that. Actually, when you do your donkey talk, we can throw that in there. Yeah. When there you're, you go. When you're, you cut yeah, out all the offensive parts that aren't family friendly. <laughs> We've never been family friendly, Tom. I think I think that's that's the case. Um, why don't you play another song? I think you were going to play a Capcom Heroes song, weren't you? Because you were playing show us bands from our from our show, right? Yes. Okay. Even though I think you're going to hear this again in another couple weeks, but another week or two. But no, I can't. I, Still can't get enough of this record. So, all right, let's do this, and then we'll probably probably have to come back and wrap it up, right? Yep, we will. Is that our sure. last song? You got yes, one sir. more? I got one more, yeah. So this is your last one. I'll do my last one in a minute. This uh, this episode where we had nothing to talk about has been going on and on and on. <laughs> so. Thanks, mate. <laughs> no, no, it's been fun. It's, Lovely it's, to it's talk good. to you, too. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, we start a little later than usual tonight because I had a little bit of a family obligation. And, uh, yeah, it's getting, it's getting toward bedtime. I get a little cranky. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, Captain Heroes, that girl from their last Call for Adderall album that we've been uh, talking about ad nauseum. <laughs> She disappeared with that. 
All right, Capcom Heroes from Chicago with that girl, fun fun song, and uh, yeah, they will be uh, they will be joining us March nineteenth. I don't know if they'll have the full band with their fifteen guitarists or whether whether they'll just be down to one guitarist. <laughs> Matt was that concerned point. about the stage size. Yeah, I have got to imagine the stage is pretty small in bonus pints, but we'll see. Did you well, see? It's, it's funny too because like, no, I was gonna say Flamingo Nosebleed and Capcom Heroes are a really easy match. But Mole Death Camp's definitely on the heavier end of things. But like I said, we know Todd. He was a heck of a fun guest. I imagine he's going to be a fun guy to hang out with. He'll show up and be like, uh, I, give a, I give a drinking, guys. What's, what's that, Neil? Yeah. Didn't Matt say that they're going to play a 75% punk set or something like that? He said they're going to play a real punk heavy set. Yeah, they do a bunch of covers, Black Flag, Devo, stuff like that. So That'll be fun. Be cool. Yeah, that'll be fun. So, uh, so and, yeah, and, so... and the more we drink, the more records you buy, right? Yeah, well, that's true too. Yeah, I think that's I think I think because, that's the reason uh, he has us basically. Yeah. Well, you remember last time we were talking about it, like that you can wander into the store from the place, like they leave the store open so you can go and. Right. I mean, that seems like a real dangerous combination. It does, if, especially but, if nobody's, uh, no, especially if it nobody's looks like working. Fun. I've seen. <laughs> yeah, well, I've seen the pictures and stuff, and it looks like a lot of fun. I I don't know. I mean, if my kids wanted to come, I'd even bring them along. It seems like a good, uh, like a good fun kind of wholesome. You know, as long as like Todd doesn't start telling some of his guar stories and stuff. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps he. Even will. though I'm gonna have some, I'm gonna have some good. We're gonna have a lot of time to prepare for this, so I'm gonna have a couple of really good questions well, to ask Todd? him once. We <laughs> okay. Sit down with him. Yeah. Um, and remember, you know, this and, is... and if you guys remember that episode, you ask him one question, and you could pretty much just go home and just give him the microphone. Yeah, imagine if him and uh, imagine if him and the guy from Dayglow Abortions got together. That would be a hell of a show. Oh, they just go on and it's on. It's funny because I originally was gonna play a Dayglow Abortion song. Mm-hmm. I have been I've been listening to the the record, which is sort of in limbo, like it's out digitally, but it's not out physically. Their new record is called Hate Speech. It is good. so killer. Oh, cool. Good to know. I am blown away by how good this record is. His lyrics, Neil are so great they will make you if you are uh, on either side of the political spectrum it will make you squirm a little bit which i think is what makes kind of a great punk record yeah for know? sure for sure but well, that's, uh that's good to know we'll have to look out for that it's very angry it's very critical of politics and religion and it's just it's good though man it's really good stuff good stuff the lyrics i think work at a couple different levels you know they're kind of like the the ground level plus like a deeper level i don't know i think it's really good it's only like 30 minutes long 10 songs you know but it's no it's super good so anyway but the the vinyl not out yet obviously no but it's supposed to come out this year but i can't wait because it's got a great cover too it's like the cover is like a dr seuss mock-up thing okay yeah yeah but anyway i will play some of that next time because now is not the time for that now is not the time for that no no No, we had a theme i had a you know i we we had a theme we had a premiere we had the songs from the bands that are going to be playing their thing, and what else do we have? Oh, you had yeah. your announcement. You had your your writing announcement, right? Yeah, you're yeah. Doing, no, reviews, but I was so. gonna, I was going to say that my songs all had a theme. Your songs did too, but it was like totally unrelated. Totally unrelated. Yeah. Um. So remind people again, how can they get to this site where you're where you're going to be doing reviews and stuff? Oh, okay. It's called That's Good Enough for Me. It's at That's Good Enough for Me dot com. I think it's no. It's like TG. <sighs> See, I looked at it before. T G. See, you fooled. T G E. That's good to know. <laughs> F M. I thought it was the whole thing, but no, maybe so... the initials were too. 
Yeah, I, I think. Hold on, I'm doing it right now. I'm well, I'll tell you right what. Now. I'll share that drowns review. And like I said, I got a couple more ready to go, including that Daigle Abortions album. Holy dude, I'm so blown away by this Daigle Abortions album. There's always one album early in the year that like sets the standard. Like for me, if you want to put out the best album of 2022, it has to be better than this Daigle Abortions album. Wow. It's so angry and so good. Great riffs. I mean, these guys are like 60 years old, man. It's it's amazing. But wasn't that announced in 2021? Hate to hate to be that guy, but don't care. I, I count when the physical comes out. All right. Uh, so yeah, it's you're like right. that 500 miles from Memphis album. I've streamed it a couple times, but I'm really waiting for it to get a physical copy of it because man, is that I like that album too. Maybe he'll come up and see us on the show. Uh, that's good enough for me. Well, no, we're going to be seeing him, aren't we, in Chicago? Um, yeah. That's good enough for me. dot com. You are correct, and they call themselves TGEFM uh, Music News. So that's interesting. So, what are you going to write up next for them? What's the next review? You think? Uh, I, I have the Diggle Abortions one ready to go. I did the Drowns first. I'm going to uh, a hardcore female from a hardcore band from California called Sweat. Is Sweat. Up next. Okay. Sweat. They're they're real strange because they have a the woman I think was a professional wrestler Neil Tuna Tuna something Tuna mm. anyway she has her voice is very uh, high pitched it almost I almost thought I like had the record playing too fast but the band has some really great riffs in the background like some cool like uh, big giant riffs mixed in with like real fast stuff and blast beat stuff it's it's a cool band too the band's called the band is called Sweat. Sweat, yes. Yeah, try look try looking that up on uh, on the Google machine, and it, you, yeah, it's, you it's don't another, get a lot of good stuff. It's another Pirates Press thing, so check out. Pirates oh, it is. Press if you want. Yeah. Oh, it is. Okay, okay, that's. And uh, yeah, the Eagle Borses album is supposed to be on unrest, but like I said, the vinyl I think is coming in the summer. So every time and we go to the. What's that? Every time I go to the uh, oh sweat, there we go. Never got to give it up or something, right? Is that the name of the thing? Um, every yeah, time I go to the Pirates up. Press thing, the, the site, I love it. I, I love a lot of Pirates Press stuff, but I just get overwhelmed with all the slackers stuff, the slackers and the agrolytes. That seems to be what they yeah, hit me over the I, head with when I go there. I've got a fair amount of that stuff sent to me over the years, and I kind of have it in a pile. And I'm not really sure what to do with it because that's not my thing. Neither of those bands really do anything for me. Yeah, so I do like the fact that this sweat band—they've got a real um, sweat band. <laughs> they have a uh, a real strong, um, real strong imagery. Like everything they do, it looks like it's mustard and black. It's kind of interesting, kind of duotone kind of thing going on. It's uh, yeah, that's interesting. the cover. The cover is really strange. So, so on the cover is like a woman from the '80s, like exercise video or something, right? Right. That's what it look exactly what it looks like. But then yeah. look at the font. Yeah. It's almost like a like that seventies. I called it like the keep on trucking font. Yeah, it's almost like late sixties, early seventies. Keep on trucking, exactly. Yeah, kind what of it a hippie like. font. Yep. And then the the cover of the album is actually one of the strangest things. It's made from this really like really hard, rigid material. Hmm. It's not made from cardboard. Like you could beat someone to death with this thing. Oh, that's weird, man. That's but it's it, cool. And it's though. just slightly oversized, so that like it. Like, you have to force it into the poly bag. Wow. Yeah, bands haven't done ironic that in a long time. For an album, uh, ironic for an album that's about consent, that I had to literally jam this thing into a into a poly bag. See, bands haven't done that in a long time. I mean, so um, the feeders, 
their original album did that come with like a sandpaper on the cover so it would like oh, destroy yeah. any albums that were next to it and i think big black did an early <laughs> version of an album like that too i think it was like they had a very early version of one of their albums thing came in like a sheet metal cover which must have cost so fucking much money to put together mm. but uh yeah i think i remember that it but is yeah. amazing when you look at those 70s records even like bad records like uriah heap or something they were so like the packaging was so much nicer oh god yes like, yeah they'd have sure. like a mirror on them or something you know what i mean they'd have yeah. like a it would just incorporate elements into it and i'm sure it was expensive then but not nearly what it is now well that's funny you say that because i've just been watching the vinyl series again it was hbo a few years ago and it's set yeah. in the 70s you know early 70s during that on a record label and yeah, uh it just is yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, just the amount of money that was getting thrown around and all the drugs they're doing and the record labels and the A&R men are so out of touch. It's just such a good series. I love that series. I think it's so good. Huh. I should watch it. There we go. Yes. It's good. If you got HBO, right. watch Listen, that. It's vinyl. Yes. i got to play one more song. I don't know if we missed it. I don't know if we missed anything, but yeah, we're going to... No, we didn't. No, we're good. We're just waffling. So it's all good. Thank you for listening. I'm going to play us out with a song by a band called The Violators, as a matter of fact, again from 82. The song is going to be called Gangland, uh, band The Violators. Uh, They're from, um, actually, Richard White's neck of the woods. They're from Derbyshire, I believe. So that's uh, that's close to him, I think. Mm. So yeah, so I'm going to play out with that, with The Violators. Everything had a shire in it today. That's right. And it's, uh, yeah, Yorkshire, Lancashire, and Derbyshire. That's right. Holy shit. Nothing from London, though. I like that, actually. There was nothing from... uh, from the dirty south yeah that's good 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 stuff so anyway anything else to add tom should we should we uh put this put this show to punk, bed punk till i die 77 at gmail or punk till i die podcast on facebook yep yep and uh until next time my friends uh stay free and uh keep a little mark in your heart and all that good kind of stuff we'll smell you later smell you later people gangland by the violators Now when I don't mean it, they all got the most of weather.